What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and welcoming you to a Friday with little brother Nico. Is that me? That's you. Oh, wow. That's it. That was the cue. Oh, wow. Hey, guys. Yeah. What's going on on this Friday edition? Uh... I mean, it's Friday, so best day of the week. This is true. Or this so is true. I, or so I hear. Every day this feels like the same. This is summer what just, say. Summers just blur together. <laughs> I need something in my life. I mean, well, I'm glad you say that because we over here at Nerd Thug Radio are ready to make a a big announcement. Uh, we're going to be amputating uh, Nico's left arm and donating it to charity. I always wanted to donate my body to science as a charity. Uh, no, 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 not science, just charity. There's a uh, feed the kids program that we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> donate. <Target. to. laughs> um, they don't ask a lot of questions. Listen, people are needy. Times are hard. They'll take the left arm. No, uh, we we do have a big announcement though. Um. It's tentative, so you know we might wake up tomorrow and everything's changed. But as of right now, uh, all lights are green and things are all lined up. And Nerd Thug Radio is going to be launching um, at our first stop on what is a national radio show. We're going to be launching a new late night edition of Nerd Thug Radio called Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. You're going to be here. You're going to be able to hear it on 600 a.m in Dallas Fort Worth or check out the podcast that'll drop the following Monday morning. So for our loyal Conroe listeners here in Conroe, Monday morning you'll be able to check out a brand new show uh, every Monday morning when you wake up fresh out of bed. And um, yeah, it's gonna have interviews. It's gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk comics a lot more on it. Uh, it's gonna be a more focused and more fun and entertaining version of this show. So if you like this show, you'll love that one. If you're only eh on this one, who knows, you might like that one, or it's just more of us, so maybe not. I guess if you're not really a big fan now, you're not really gonna, we're not going to change the world here. Well, I don't agree to that. Well, I mean, I eventually, just that. not with this one. Winning hearts and changing minds, Nico. That's the nerd thug way. Uh, the backup plan is stealing Honda Civics for money. Is that the backup plan? Why did, Why Honda Civics? Um, well, it used to be when I was a young lad full of trouble. They were the number one easiest car to steal in the nation. That makes sense. It was literally like there's a bunch. It was like cars most stolen in the country. It was like Mercedes, BMWs, and then the number one was like Honda Civics. Uh, that makes sense. Um, so I, I don't know if that had anything to do with, uh, like just ninjas being everywhere, stealing cars, or if specifically the Honda Civic was just like the, I think it had more to do with, there were so many of them that like stealing them for parts was a profitable thing because people were wrecking them all the time. Right. Like sheer volume of Honda Civics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the exact opposite is currently true. Um, so right now, I uh, I was recently in a car accident. We kind of briefly talked about it. And now I'm in a Nissan Versa. Uh, the car I was in, though, was a Dodge Avenger, which was one of the most popular cars in the country around the time that my Avenger came out, that 2013 to 2016 region. It was like I one mean, of the most produced vehicles in the country at that time. I mean, it was, it was a nice-looking car. It had the classic Dodge nose. It did. It did. It was a nice-looking little guy, and he had all the – features you want in a car and so right. he has a cool name he did right um well so right now the insurance companies are fighting over it and the shop i've got it at is kind of like hey we've been holding on to it for a minute so what do you guys want to do and so i was just looking at just like looking for other places to send it while the insurance fights and all that and i called a couple of scrap yards and they literally were like no we don't want it <laughs> they were like no we, we have zero interest in this nice 
<laughs> it's probably because right now the title is in dispute because the car is totaled and the insurance companies haven't finalized anything yet. And they were like, do you have the title? And I was like, no, they're still working on all that stuff. And they were like, no, hard pass. <laughs> yeah, because they're not going to oh, I'm pretty sure it's just more of a, yeah, as soon as we scrap this thing, someone's going to be like, all right, we want it back. And it's like, oh, well, sorry to say. <laughs> Good news, bad news. <laughs> About that, I can give it to you in form. Bro, that'd be awesome. Seven, that would be like a really a... heavy thing. I would love to have a cube of my car, but the problem is it probably way. I mean, it would still probably weigh too much. I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know. Everything's That'd be broken. cool, though. Yeah, I never thought about that. Now that I say that out loud, like when they like crush cars and then like the squares, not literal squares, but like when they like compress them down, it's like it's still the weight of a car. Like it's like not any lighter. <laughs> well, so they take the motor and the tires out. Um, and anything that's like, so like the paneling of the doors, steering wheels, but ultimately, yeah, you're still got a steel frame and, um, fair amount of body and plastic and, and fiberglass and all. Yeah. It's probably, it only, it probably weighs a third less than it did before, but it's still pretty much a car. Yeah. Just something I thought about, unless your car is just made of plastic, in which case it just explodes well you know they do that thing uh every year the competition between like the universities and all that where they're trying to make i think there's two prizes the car that goes the furthest and then the car that gets the most fuel efficiency which is like this right but like they get those things out there and one of them will go like eight miles and one of them will get like 70 miles to one gallon or something like that and these university designed hyperlight this one's made from fiberglass and has seven solar panels on the roof and stuff like that. Right. It's semi-hybrid and it gets 471 miles to the gallon. You're like, okay, that's pretty impressive. But it can only hold three gallons. Yeah. I mean, it's still <laughs> 1,200 miles. It's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's 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 going somewhere. But at the end of the day, that's, you know, it is a weird thing to be like, I got to fill up. Who's got $9? I don't know, man. Unless you're going literally, literally anywhere else other than like Texas. Yeah, if you lived anywhere else, you you wouldn't drive twelve hundred miles maybe all year if you're driving that thing around. Yeah, which all well, like blows my mind, but like it's not that weird. When I lived in Colorado and everything was literally a hop skip, like it was like we'd fill up gas like once a once a week, once every two weeks. Well, you know me, I live that semi-hermit lifestyle. I don't really fill up gas all that often. Amazing. I mean, I just don't, you know? Um, I drive to gas. <laughs> I, I jet set. I'm a jet setter. I go across country every day. No, 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 no. So, one of my favorite comic books that's been out here lately has been uh, Reaver. Uh, let me tell you probably what the pitch was that got it made. Because I, I read somewhere what he said. Right, and I, and it, okay. So the pitch was basically, it's got to be pretty close to this. Suicide Squad meets Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh. That's a pretty good pitch, right? Like, um, And so the first arc of Reavers is, is essentially like a heist movie in Dungeons and Dragons form. And then the second arc continues the story of a couple of the characters. Um, I haven't seen if they're going to continue it. I hope they do, because they didn't take it to a natural ending point, and I like the characters that they've still got left. So I hope they keep going with the story. Um, but I was, I was mentioning that because there's kind of a... There's an empty road in comic books right now of, like, good fantasy books, I think. I think there's... There's, there's probably some other indie ones that I don't know about um, or haven't checked out yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I just read the Critical Role's first graphic novel for Vox Mechina. Um, and it's okay. It's not bad. But it's it's funnier and a little bit lighter, even though there's a lot going on in the book. Um, and so it's it's all right. But there's not this there's not that good kind of exciting fantasy stuff going on right now. Um, I feel like that's always been kind of a weird niche market. 
but but when it but when it's done right, it really it really nails it. Like uh, there's another book right now uh, from Image called Die, and the concept is basically this group of kids got together and played a magic version of Dungeons and Dragons that sucked them into the game for like twelve years. So it's like Jumanji X D and D. Yeah, it's it's Jumanji Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, again, a great pitch. Um, and basically, the book picks up when they come back from the game. And they're living their lives, and it's been like ten years, and they're all kind of in this weird state of like PTSD kind of a thing. And they all decide to something happens, and one of them's missing. And they all realize that, that he somehow managed to go back into the game, and so they go back into the game to get him and bring him back. Um, and I think it's fascinating. I think it's that's a great book. But again, it's this kind of adult take on fantasy sort of like this this kind of a little bit more brutal than fun version of fantasy right mm-hmm. so i guess just like just here like lord of the rings and all that like just it feels quote-unquote real right um so skybound who usually doesn't miss that's robert kirkman's imprint at image um usually when they release something it's it's a banger they were the ones who actually were releasing reaver um, they're releasing. They just released a new book called Helm of Grey Castle, and it it looks like the same thing. It looks like D and D, blah blah blah. And this first, it's first of four issues, and it's the characters are kind of in that D and D world, and they're crossing paths with what looks to be like a Mayan setting. Ooh. Um, I was intrigued. Right, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm into it. Uh, so I got the first issue. I, it it really isn't as strong as anything else. It's it's bad. I think I don't oh, like no. to say that, but it's bad. It it really reads and feels like a tie-in more than a book. A tie-in for what though? Um. So the entire it's like a forty-eight page first issue. The entire back half is actually like a DM's guide, five E style if you wanted to play this Mayan world setting in Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I did like it. I, it felt really kind of lacking a little bit. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. Because you're not in a, you're not a real nerd. You don't play Dungeons and Dragons, except you do. Yeah, I do. We're in the middle of Curse of Strahd, and I'm already on my second character in the story. Yep. And my guy may die at any time. So who knows? We might be we might be hitting the third. <laughs> it feels like every time we get into something, I might like my guy is the one in danger. <laughs> I'm always like, why are we live my health's low again? Like <laughs> live dangerously. I apparently I do. Um <laughs> why why is my health low again? <laughs> Alright, what's everyone's HP? 45? 50? Alright, all right, all right. Corey, Nine. Two. Yeah, I got three. <laughs> all right, all right. Stapling my arm back on. It's cool, guys. It's cool. Don't mind me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It just it felt really like it missed its beat a couple times. Like, so it was doing introductions to certain characters as they're coming on. There was just too much information. But like, it just kind of missed its mark a couple times. It's talking about different characters, and one of them, it's like describing them as like father. Uh, husband warrior, and it's like, okay, that's kind of neat. Well, then later on, they introduce one character, and it says, It's so and so, he brings the heat. So, are we not gonna get a heat that's consistent or not consistent, <laughs> right? Like, is, is he a father son warrior, or does he bring the heat? Like, what is what is going on here? It just didn't, it didn't, I think they missed the mark on it. Um, but I, I, I do think the, uh, maybe it's gonna come down to me doing it, but I do think everyone's kind of waiting for the next, like fantasy book to, to kind of pop off. I think that's an open genre right now in comic books. But um, I think it's because there's a lot of people who are just I've personally met a fair few people that are like, oh, I don't really like fantasy. Like, Well, see, I don't know that I buy it. I mean, they're, listen, everyone has, to each their own. Everyone has their own thing. Right. Uh, but D&D is popping off right now. People are dying for, for good fantasy story content you know heroic epic things people want that otherwise there wouldn't be too many people watching these guys play these games yeah that's fair 
I always feel like it's more of a connection thing. Uh, well, I mean, ultimately, anything you subscribe to, that is what it is. But what's even bringing them in to connect? Like, what are they even sitting around to? Connections don't happen instantly. You know, what are they doing while they sit there and connecting with these guys over the first three or four episodes? Well, they're, they're watching them play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I don't, I just, I was excited to, to, to get a new fantasy book and I picked it up and then, meh. You're hurt. This isn't, this isn't the fantasy book that I wanted. It just wasn't. It was not. It was not. Um, yeah, man. So what's been going on with you? How's your, how's your weekend looking? Anything? Uh, nothing exciting this weekend. Okay, um, good job. Well, I can't help it. I'm I'm an absolute square. <laughs> um, what 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 else do you get? You see, you sound like you were building up to something there. Uh, absolute square. I I have to I have to take the dive into painting my minis now. It's about to be oh, the, yep. the, <laughs> the wildest time of anyone's life. I get to sit by myself and paint tiny orc man. <laughs> <laughs> I um for sure when my figurines come in for I backed one of the the Simon X Men games. Mm-hmm. It, it literally, I was curious. I was following it, so I kept getting the updates on it. Um, and every day they were breaking. You know how like some things do stretch goals. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, for them, the stretch goals were new figures being introduced to the game. Is it like well, a minis game? Yes, I don't know how to play. I don't know what it is. Fair enough. Don't ask too many follow-up questions. But it's all X-Men based, and it was all like cool 90s X-Men stuff. Um, Don't love cool 90s X-Men stuff. It's like, oh my god. It's kind of the best of the X-Men. The bestman. The bestman. So like every hour, it was dope. The the stretch goals unlocked, so like it was new figures being added to the set. New figures being added to the game. New characters, even. Um... So, by the time okay, so when I when the game launched and I found it the first day it launched, I was kind of like, oh, this is interesting. They only want it like eighty grand or something like that, something realistic, I guess, for a board game. Board games didn't do really well, um, but they only wanted like eighty grand. It was X Men themed, and there was like six figures. It was like Beast, Wolverine, Magneto, Cyclops, Jean Grey, uh, and then like Mystique and Sabretooth or something like that. And then the whole first day, all the stretch goals were like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, like Blob, Pyro, blah, 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 Toad, stuff like that. Yeah. Then the second day, it was like just a bunch of X-Men. Well, then by the third day, they kind of run through your core X-Men stuff. So then they started doing like X-Factor, X-Force. Then they started doing additional like expansion sets, Days of Future Past, uh, Limited Edition Mohawk Storm. By the end of it, they basically ran down the entire 90s roster of X-Men. And so, like, somewhere in the middle of that, I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get this game. Oh, this is pretty sweet, Doug. I'm I'm (laughs) going to have it. (laughs) They just kept unlocking more and more and more figures. And I was like, okay. But I, I, I knew that they were unpainted, but I wasn't really thinking too much about it. Then they started showing pictures, and they're just, like, very plain blue. And I was like, ah, I'm going to have to get these painted. So... That'll be something that happens when that stuff comes in. Gotta get these, gotta get these super sweet X Men figures. Can't not, I can't have them not painted. That's not gonna work for me. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like kind of like the well, the Street Fighter board game that was, I think it was on Kickstarter. Um, I think a couple of years ago, those figures are like massive though. They're like, like they're called like heroic scale or something like that. They look pretty big, and then they're all like they're all like painted with like effects and stuff. And there's like a million of them. And Street Fighter has like a fifty plus character cast at this point. That's so weird, man. Like I remember when there was eight Street Fighters. Right. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like the base game is like the regular Street Fighters, and then so it's like you know, M Bison, Ryu, Chun Li, Classic, Dalsum, and then like then they start getting to like the weirder ones, and it's like, oh, here's like. Here's like the the alpha ones. It's like even get like the super weird characters. So like you got like Akuma. And, um, okay, what was the other villain that I'm trying to remember the name of that I can't now? Was it Seth? I don't remember. What Seth is the boxer from? 
Uh, I think he's in the base game. That's Balroth. He's in Street Fighter 2. No, the big black boxer. Yeah, his name's Balrog. What? I didn't know. That doesn't sound right. I know what I'm talking about. What about Zangi? Do you know who that is? Yeah. Also, do you know why his do you know why his name's Balrog? Uh uh-uh. it was a it was a so you know he's supposed to be based off of Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty obvious that they were right? Yeah. So there was an error. Uh, M. Bison is supposed to be him because it's supposed to be a reference to Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, they messed that up. Name is now Balrog in English. They messed that up, that's for sure. That's funny. Yeah, so that's why he's known as Balrog and that's why M. Bison is M. Bison even though definitely Balrog should be called M. Bison. That's funny. And so now he's just that. And so when like the international versions of the game came out, they were just like, I think they were called like dictator and boxer or like they're, <laughs> they're like global names because they were technically mixed. <laughs> they didn't want to, then they couldn't fix it because then everyone would know. Right. Oh, that's so, st- that's awesome. Yeah. So it's just small things like that. Video like early like early video games you you don't you never realize how like all these like classic decisions. It's like my absolute absolute favorite Mega Man fun quote is in Mega Man X five. Uh, all the bosses are named after members of the uh, Guns and Roses. <laughs> Why would they? Okay, all right. So the reason that they're named after the Guns and Roses. Is because the guy was a really big fan of the Guns N' Roses, and they're like he just named all of them after the different members. Uh, they, they later their names were changed, which makes me incredibly sad. I mean, I could have seen that coming, but just just the sheer like I have the uh, I have the collection that's like on the PlayStation Two, but they still have their their old names. So it's like Grizzly Slash, Duff McWhalen, Iggy Glow. <laughs> <laughs> Axel Rose, literally Axel Rose. <laughs> no, Red Axel, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Axel Rose. Yeah, and so literally, like all of them. No, it's Axel Red, but he is a rose in the game. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I um, I. It's funny Capcom. when they get away with. Well, and you know what? A lot of that comes down to is just internationally, they don't really respect like the copyright law of stuff. Well, that was only no. That that's just their English names. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I remember you telling me about the video game or the anime where everyone's, you know, everyone's themed by like around a band and all their song names. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. All the all their stands are based off of music. And it's like, well, yeah, like, that, the first that time never... they did it, the first time they did it, they're based off the tarot, and then as, you know, there's not that many of those, and then right. they're like, all right. Now we gotta actually come up with names for these because now there's a million characters. But see, like that would never fly in America. You couldn't do that in the states. Yeah, they don't. And the and the, the worst part about it is they have like terrible translation names, <laughs> which is stupid because they were using English words. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's what they've got to do legally. Yeah. No. Like, and that's like a lot of people were like worried that like stuff that comes out. So like. Uh, the card game I play, Weishwartz, had JoJo's as one of the sets. And it's like, well, how the heck are they going to get this over here? Not only yeah. are their names wrong, <laughs> they're all copyrighted. Right. Literally, you can't write them down like that. Right. So they just abbreviated them, but they abbreviated the awful translation. So it's just terrible. <laughs> it just means nothing. Yeah. Characters what... called like GW. And you're like, what, the... what is this supposed to mean? <laughs> And you're like, well, actually, it's Golden Wind, but actually, it's based off Golden Experience. But they couldn't say that because it's a Prince song. <laughs> God. Um. All right, you ready? You got to get your tinfoil hat on for this. Um, I always have my tinfoil hat on, Corey. That's the fair. aliens. That's fair. So, um, God, I almost said Pat McAfee is in the punter. Um. <laughs> The guy who created McAfee antivirus software. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I've heard things, but I haven't looked into it because I, I wanted to keep my brain open. So, 
His last name is McAfee. I don't remember his first name though. My let's get let's say Scott. Anyway, he's the guy who created the McAfee antivirus software. He's incredibly wealthy. However, he's a weird dude. Um, he's he's gone pretty heavy into drug abuse over the last 15, 20 years. Uh, it's documented. He's admitted it. It's, there's witnesses to it. Uh, I don't fear any reprisals from saying that also because he's dead. He was in a jail cell somewhere, I think Switzerland, and they found him dead. Or Spain, I think, was Spain. They found him dead in his jail cell. Whoa. This guy is a Looney Tune, though. He was walking around. He lived in Bolivia forever because he was going to be charged with something in the States, so he just left. You know, as you do. As yeah. good well, there's probably people who've done that, and it's, it's a list of wealthy and powerful people who get to. It's never a poor guy who's like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> so in Bolivia, he lived in this, like, jungle compound with a private security force, like, filled with, like, ex-Marines and stuff like this. Nice. And so allegedly he might so have been he's involved. Like, he's like the final boss of a Need for Speed film, I see. Yeah, exactly. Allegedly he might have been involved in like prostitution, sex trafficking. Uh, there's all kinds of things, like allegations against him. There's all kinds of like stories. None of which I would be surprised of. Uh, no, it all kind of fits with the mold of the person he started to become. The more and more he got into like the drugs and this, the craziness of it. But he would say some weird stuff too. Like he was a he's a big proponent of a lot of like the weird conspiracy theories. They'll tell you that like he's been to secret meetings with so and so or something like that, and the other person's like, I've never even been in the same country as him. Right. He's like they're putting fluoride in the water to suppress the human mind. <laughs> he's that guy. So he's dead. Um, so everyone get ready because there's going to be conspiracy theories about it. I'm excited. Um, do you got one you want to put on the board? Oh, no. I, I haven't looked into any. So, like, I'm, I'm all fresh. I, I think what I think it's going to someone's going to have to tie it into uh, who's the other guy? Epstein. Yep. So it's going to have to be a, there's going to be an Epstein McAfee. Democrats eat babies conspiracy somewhere. I'm ready for it. I'm just pumped. But yeah, he uh, he got murdered in or committed suicide in his Spanish jail cell. Like the government of Spain isn't even real, so I don't even know what's happening here. <laughs> I don't think you can say that, but all right. It's not. Look it up. He's <laughs> mm, only one of those guys who tries to tell you that. You don't need a driver's license to drive as long as you don't cross state lines. What, what are those guys called? Freemen or something like that? Oh, free inhabitants. Free inhabitants. That's right. This is the, 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 the people that are like, I can line three of the Constitution says that you can't mess with me. It's like, that's not what that says. Line <laughs> three. <laughs> they say weird. <laughs> I love when someone's like, according to the Declaration of Independence, not a legal document, but all right, okay, go on. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> That or someone just goes, yeah, written to over 200 years ago. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely please please tell me how you're thing. reading this that you're, you've gotten to this conclusion. Oh, my God, I love that. That's my thing that I love the most is when someone's sort of like, uh, like, <laughs> okay, so I used to have this ongoing internet feud with um, some guys I knew that were in a cover band locally here. They were adamant, like, climate deniers, things of that nature. We get stuck in these internet debates all the time on Facebook. Well, then they turned on each other about vaccines. One of them's an anti-vaxxer and one of them isn't because their family is, like, nurses and doctors. And so then they're having this argument between the two of them. And, <laughs> and finally, the, the one who's the anti-vaxxer literally plays the bass in a cover band. That's his living. That's his job. Okay. He's he goes. Bassist. He goes. I've done the research, and I'm watching all this unfold like on Facebook. They're commenting back and forth, and I die laughing. And I make the comment: Please post this groundbreaking research that the bassist and the cover band has performed that cracks the code 
that 25 years of research and trillions of dollars hasn't. <laughs> Dude, didn't you know he also is a scientist part-time? <laughs> He's like Peter Parker, dude. He's he's like he's a scientist, super genius. I was so excited to think that he was going to post something, and he never did. And I was like, no. See, it would have been way funnier if he just got a bunch of stock images of like science, where it's like the guy looking in a beaker and like, (laughs) like I would have I would have hammed so hard, like. All right, hold on. I got to find all these dumb stock images of people in beakers and science. And it's like, here's my research and just post all those. (laughs) Here's my research. It was so great. I was so excited for him. I was like, please tell me about your research. (laughs) Right. Here's my research. I read one article about this one time. I am now a professional scienceman. (laughs) Basis in a cover band at a dive bar. Cracks vaccine mystery that has been eluding every scientist for the last 40 years. Right, yeah. Completely solves vaccines. <laughs> and listen, before someone sends me the email where they're like, oh, don't, don't be mean to basis, let's be very, very clear. About music, I probably would have trusted them. <laughs> I thought you were going to say not all bassists. No, 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 because all bassists. Like, I'm fine with that part. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we do a lot of things where we give somebody too much credit. I'm not doing that today. <laughs> I'm not giving them any credit. However, if we'd have been talking about music, I probably would have listened to him a little bit with a little bit more authenticity. A little more. But once he went science on me, I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> See, Corey, you just don't understand because you haven't done the research like I have. Right. I've been doing the research. How many studies are you a part of? Zero. But I did all of the research. Twelve. As a participant, I am a mutant. <laughs> they don't tell me the results of the data, but they have stabbed me over 400 times. I can't see out of my left eye anymore, but I think that's a separate issue. <laughs> Dude, would you do that? Would you be a... Uh... Like a client in a drug in a drug study? Uh, depends on what it is, because I've heard some pretty terrible stories. <laughs> well, you don't get to pick, dude. I know that's the worst part. <laughs> so I mean, it's a yes or no right now. So yeah, probably not. <laughs> I think if the money's right, I would. I mean, yeah, I mean that's also a big factor because if they're like hundred grand, and I'm like, mm, sounds pretty good. Man, for 100 grand though, you know they're doing some risky stuff. Yeah, no, they're like, well, you might turn into a goblin, and you're like. I was already one in spirit anyways. Let's let's get it over with. (laughs) Barely reach the pedals now. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Already one in spirit now. I hope that's you talking about you, not me. No, that's me talking about me. Okay. All right. Show you a goblin. Um, It's literally all I play. Magic the Gathering, I play goblins. Warhammer, (laughs) I play Orcmen. That's funny. You've got a theme, bro. I do have a theme. All right, go ahead and tell everybody about the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More, buddy. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open and at full operating hours. You don't need a mask if you want to come inside, but if you want to be a little bit more safe, they do have delivery and curbside options available. All right, I got to make sure I get all my dates lined up. So today is a Friday, so that is the Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup at 6 p.m., Saturday at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon meetup. And Saturday at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. That's Warhammer Tabletop. And uh, also Saturday at 6 p.m. is more Magic Time. This is the Commander meetup. So earlier in the week we had the Modern meetup. And then Saturday is Commander. Uh, So they got all kinds of events rolling back up there. The event begins. Comics, games, and more. Fantastic store. Wonderful staff. Got all your gaming and comic book needs there. They even have a pretty big manga section that's growing every every so often. And they have some plans for expansion. So, you know, there's some there's some good times to be had at the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. That's right. They're building that upstairs area out. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Uh, all right. All that being said, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got a little bit more here at the radio. 
The adventure begins, comics, games, and more is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, the adventure begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to go to Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, that's where we're going to give up Nico's personal home address. So you guys can go sleep with him and cuddle with him in the mornings. Scary. Yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> it's not going to be weird, Nico. Just go with it. Just accept it. It's fine. Listen, we're trying to expand the show. We want the fans to have more access. Better you than me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> well, you've agreed. Now it's official. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's on air. That's a binding contract. Mm. Mm, there's ah, you don't have a witness. Ah, you can't stop me. What do you mean? It's it's literally airing to hundreds of people right now. God no. <laughs> I've got at least the people in the station as witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> at a bare minimum. At a bare minimum. Six interns just got subpoenaed. <laughs> you just got served. That would be awesome if they had to say that when they hand you paperwork. <laughs> I can't imagine someone is out there doing the good, the good work. <laughs> someone has to be. Right. Um. All right, man. Well... I don't have a lot here because there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I've been putting together all my packages for my comic book and all that. So I think what we're going to do right here is I want to remind everybody about Conroe Comic Con using the code NTR. So what I want to do is I want to jump out of the show with with our interview with him one more time. Does that make sense for you, buddy? Yeah, that's fine. All right. So we're going to jump out with that. Everybody have a great weekend. We're going to be back Monday at 2 p.m. Make sure to check out Facebook.com. We're going to post some more stuff over the weekend. Start explaining what's going on with our new show launch coming up in just two weeks. This is Corey DLG. I'm half little brother Nico. And the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more. Same nerd thug time. Same nerd thug channel. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. This is an interview with Scott of Comic Conroe. So this is an event taking place July 23rd to the 25th so this weekend here locally in conroe right there at the lone star convention center but scott bring you into the show what's uh what's what's your background what makes you want to start here in a uh, local conroe uh well let's see my background is is uh i have been in and around the comic industry probably for 25 years i'm serving currently uh with uh, i have my own business doing uh, uh animated and uh comic based uh t-shirts i have a printing company out of spring, have a lot of customers and uh, uh, frequent uh, reorders through the Conroe and uh, Woodlands area. So uh, when an opportunity came up to do a convention around this, you know, hobby, uh, I thought it'd be very nice to have something in the, you know, the Conroe local area instead of just in a big city of Houston or all up in Dallas. Do something local. I mean, that's that's really cool. I know we've I've seen you before at these uh, these conventions. I know you've been going for quite a while. Yeah, we always see you at the the bigger ones, but you know, it's it's something neat that you get to really see, you know, something so local. So like, you know, you said you you wanted to do something closer to home. So is there like a particular reason, or like if there's something that well, like drew you to the convention center? Um, well, specifically, uh, to be honest with you, um, one of the crazy things about the industry, anybody that knows comic cons and has been around them, knows that there's probably every every month there's at least one possibly two in the Dallas area whether it be anime or comics or gaming something along those lines there's going to be some sort of event going on where people that are in the hobby will will have a place to go and have a good time Houston doesn't have that 
Uh, Houston is very much dominated by two large events with a couple uh, smaller events scattered around, but usually those smaller events are very small. Um, one of the things that we found, uh, the, the, and it's not, I, I don't want to claim this is just me. We have a group of us working together. Uh, but one of the things that we had noticed is in the Houston area, if it's not Comic Palooza, which is the big show, uh, or Anime Matsuri, uh, there's really not a lot. You have Delta H for anime, and you have Onicon down in Galveston, and a handful of very small, what we used to, what we in the industry call old school Comic Cons, which are just kind of that, uh, this, the stigma of, or the um, stereotype of a show that's just old men in a basement selling comics at a hotel or something like that. That's a very swap meet esque like. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very um, uh, uh, upscale flea market uh, mm -hmm. where it's just, uh, they're great opportunities if you're a collector, but if you're a casual fan, there's really not a lot to do there. It's, it's a shopping and that's it. So what we wanted to do was bring uh, like, like a nice mid-sized show where one of the negatives or, or criticisms of the large shows is it's really focused on celebrities. And unfortunately, because of the way it is built, it's not their fault, but just the side effect of being focused on celebrities is that you have to make sure the celebrities can see thousands of people. So you usually your interaction with a celebrity is, Okay, you have 20 seconds, get your autograph, move through the line, stand here, get a quick picture, move on. At best, you might get one quick question. Sometimes a celebrity will take the initiative and do something more because they're they understand that the fans want to be involved. And you know, they'll try to make it even better for the fan. But a lot of times they just they don't their hands are tied. They're trying to get through 50,000 people that are at that convention that need, you know, to to have an opportunity to meet them. So their, their time is very, very limited. On something like this, a mid-sized show like we're trying to create, it, it allows to the, the celebrities to be more involved. Um, I mean, we'll be having cosplay karaoke with the celebrities. Um, yeah. we'll have meet and greets with the celebrities where uh, Kevin Sorbo is planning a, uh, a special meet and greet where you'll have two hours with, with Kevin Sorbo um, in a smaller group with literally 50 to 100 people. That's it. And it'll be, he'll be doing a uh, presentation of one of his older episodes of uh, Hercules, I believe he's doing on this one. Uh, and uh, you'll get a chance to, to kind of watch him do a behind the scenes of what it was like to film the episode, little special things that happened. Almost like think of a MST3K uh, watching of a show uh, where you can, he'll be making jokes and talking about behind the scenes things. That's, you'll never get an access like that at a larger show. Yeah, and I think that's really the benefit of a lot of these, of this smaller, smaller oh, show than something like Comic Palooza. Yes, yeah. Um, and then, and then, like I said, you know, there, there's definitely a purpose of a large show like Comic Palooza. You, you know, we will never have in uh, Jeremy Renner. I'm sure. I mean, I'd love to think we'll get that big at some point, but uh, you know, at that point, you become that large show, and then you defeat the purpose. Um, right. <laughs> one of the things we've noticed as far as the Houston market goes is Houston, and this has nothing to do with comics or anime or gaming or anything, Houston is a very isolated uh, market, or very different market from other uh, areas. People don't travel as much in the Houston area. They tend to stay in their particular areas. People from Katy don't go to Baytown. People from Baytown don't go to Sugarland. People from Sugarland don't ever make it up to Conroe. People tend to, in this city, stick to their general neighborhoods. We say general because obviously you can't stay anywhere in Houston without making a little bit of a travel. But yeah, it's uh, at least 20 minutes anywhere relevant. Exactly. We don't, we don't tell people how far it is. We tell people how long it takes to get there. Exactly. Uh, so um, yeah, this is, we realize that um, because of the way Houston is, if you want to reach the people in Conroe, and the people in the woodlands, people in the spring, people in Huntsville, you kind of need to go to their area. So that's this is the first thing. We're going to North Houston. This is our first year show. It'll be here in, in Conroe. This will be a regular every year event. But that's not the only show we're going to do. We have plans to uh, include shows in Katy, include shows in Baytown potentially, include shows in possibly Galveston. We're looking at venues that will host this kind of a show that can fit this size 
So if you do live in one of those areas and, and you can't make it out to a show up in Conroe, don't worry, something's coming your way. There will be other opportunities to do something along these lines closer to home. Yeah, it's something on the horizon. And, uh, oh, yeah. You can use our discount code NTR5 for $5 off those, uh, those tickets. Absolutely. ComicConroe.com, mm -hmm. I believe. All right. Yeah. You can purchase your tickets. They're only $35. You can get them for $30 uh, using our discount code. NTR5. Yep. NTR5. Uh, so uh, before I let you, before we, before we move on, uh, I wanted to ask a little bit more about the guests. So like, what was the, what was the process in talking to these people? Cause I know that we we've had, we've had our fair share of no's and maybe's oh, yeah. and uh, well, I'll this, think about this it. Year, this year especially was, uh, and I, let me be clear. I have worked with and helped on a lot of other shows in the past. Um, it's just the, the only one I've done close to home, to be honest with you. I've worked with uh, several shows out in West Texas, one in Dallas. Uh, uh, another partner that's working with us has worked with New York Comic Con three times. You know, these are uh, a lot of these shows. They kind of walk in and they just say, "Hey, I have, I would like you at my show." And the person just says, "Oh, oh, I, I know that show. Yes, absolutely." This year, uh, new startup shows always have a little bit of a struggle anyway because they're not established. Uh, but this year especially was you know, trying to say the least due to COVID. Uh, we had probably for every guest we have announced, we were turned down by 10 to 12, you know, and, and it is strictly, you know, it's, we totally understand that some people are just not ready to get back out there. I think they're loosening up now, but we needed people that were willing to be announced a lot earlier. So we went with people that, uh, you know, we, we felt good about, you know, we're doing a little, if, if you haven't seen the updates to the site, we have, uh, we've just announced that we have uh, Chris Casamasa who played Scorpion in the original uh, Mortal Kombat. And we have Keith Cook who played Reptile in the original Mortal Kombat and Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Both of them are coming. Uh, also, Keith Cook was in King of Kickboxers, and Chris Casamasa played uh, in the original uh, World Martial Arts Championships. Kind of, you know, iconic old school shows that people might remember. We also have uh, Michael Capon. All of them were willing to come out and be guests at a show that, you know, really we weren't 100% sure was going to happen because we didn't know that COVID was going to be over when we had to make the plans for this. So right, yeah, there's so much planning more nerve-wracking than what a normal show would be. <laughs> right, I imagine so because getting anything started, especially nowadays, has been do just do the general sense of like, was well, everything just going to explode again? Are we all fine? Are we? <laughs> can I go outside now? Yes, exactly. Is it is it safe? <laughs> yeah, do I need to stay in my little bubble? Yes. Well, and I think uh, luckily. Um, uh, our timing has been very good. Uh, even Comic Palooza is uh, has scheduled to go ahead and do their convention this year, uh, which they're being run by the city. So if anyone is doing it and and Comic Palooza is going ahead, I think we'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, because um, you're, you're the weekend right after. So yes, exactly. And we have uh, you know everybody's got you know you know we're our our policy is very simple. Uh, as long we'll be following every state guideline that's been issued. If there are no state line guidelines, which it is currently, then masks will not be mandatory. But we do strongly recommend if you feel you are in a high risk situation or if you have not been vaccinated yet and you would like to be extra cautious, if you're going to wear a mask, please, 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 this is just a general point that we want to make. If you're going to wear a mask, please wear an N95 mask. They are readily available and they are way more effective than just wearing a cloth over your face. You're wearing this a cloth, you're really not accomplishing a lot. And if you are high risk, I would much rather see you be safe and wear a actual effective mask that's going to do a, a much better job of protecting you. Yeah. Uh, other than that, if you're if you're vaccinated and you want to come out and have a good time and be in a safe environment, we're going to be it. All right, that is Comic Conroe down here, super local, right here at the Lone Star Convention Center, very by twenty third to the twenty fifth. Use code NTR5 to get $5 off of your tickets right there at ComicConroe.com. Come hang out with us. You can see guests like Kevin Sorbo. You got, got Sub-Zero and Scorpion from the Mortal Kombat movie. Honestly, I unironically think this will be the more remembered Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now, let me tell you, we, we just announced, and it actually has not even gone up on the website uh, as of today. As a matter of fact, I believe when this airs, it will actually have just gone up. 
and your code will be viable for this. We are announcing that we have Team Scorpion and Team Sub-Zero packages that will be coming out exclusive. They will include a metal badge instead of the regular standard badge for the show. You'll get a metal badge. You'll get a exclusive t-shirt for Team Scorpion or Team Sub-Zero. You'll pick your choice. And uh, there's a lot of packages coming with it. Like you'll get a, uh, an autograph included with the, uh, with the guest of your choice of those. Uh, if you want the Team Scorpion, you'll get the, the uh, Chris Casamasa autograph. If you want the Sub-Zero team, you'll get the uh, autograph from Keith Cook. And uh, there's a, a lot of little special gimmicks and things that we're throwing into that package. That's going to be a very nice package, including a three-day pass. The rate on it is $75 for a three-day pass with a metal badge and a t-shirt and an autograph. You won't get that price. That's less than the price to get into Comic Palooza for two days. Right, exactly. Get an extra uh, day and a lot more along oh, with it for less the price. Big bang for your buck there. Oh, yes, definitely. And like I said, uh, if you are a big Scorpion fan, you can support your team. We, uh, we're really big pushing uh, or bidding, be, making a big push for the, uh, the team support your colors uh, <laughs> at the show. Yeah, so it's going to be great. We'll see you there at Comic Conroe, July 23rd through the 25th. Get your tickets, uh -huh. and they even have the special tickets coming up. So yep. be sure to support your team. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you, Scott, for coming on the show, talking about uh, the Thank new show you. coming up. Yeah, we look forward to seeing everybody out at, at Lone Star Convention Center. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Hello, Conroe. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanted to let everybody know that there is a comic book convention called Comic Conroe, coming July 23rd through the 25th, right here at the Lone Star Convention Center. Interested parties should go to facebook.com backslash comic Conroe with the two C's there in the middle. And people interested in buying tickets, they're only $35. Kids 8 and under get in for free. Interested parties should also check out using the discount code NTR5 for a $5 savings off their ticket. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs>